Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their prime, but they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like Corn Shuffles. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. Make sure that you hit the like or subscribe button wherever you are in the social media world to get all the updates for our Iowa Hawkeye legend interviews. Today, we are lucky enough to be joined by Iowa basketball stud slash legend slash current assistant coach at Drake University. Matt Gatens, how's it going, man? It's good. It's good. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. I uh, look forward to it. Make sure you make sure you lose a, use those terms pretty loosely, though. Stud and legend. Hey, man, I'm entitled to my opinion, and that's what it is. <laughs> so. We're excited to have you on, man. You guys um, got to start off with uh, you just your your coaching journey, at, getting yourself to Drake. Um, I believe you started out as um, the director of basketball operations, moved up into an assistant role, and you know, Drake just comes off probably their best season in 50 years huge deal in des moines um i'm a des moines native um my counterpart jerry's a des moines native and it was just awesome for us to see drake have the success that you guys had this year uh growing up in des moines drake it was pretty lean the success and whenever drake has had success that whoever the coach is typically doesn't seem to stick around it takes another job pretty immediately so that success isn't really sustained um Tell us about how this season went, how it developed, and uh, you know a little bit of the uh, inside view of the the magical ride that you guys had. Yeah, um, I mean it probably starts three years ago when we first got got here to Des Moines because um, a lot of those guys are still here. Some of those core players from that group, um, you know, we we got here. We only think we had uh, eight or nine scholarships to fill, so we had a lot of work that had to be done. Um, in that spring summertime and we um got get, we got lucky got some really good guys to come on board and, and believe in us and then some guys that really helped set the you know cornerstone for what we've been able to accomplish here um and some of those guys are still here on this team now and the uh dj wilkins Tremel murphy um to name a couple that have just been with us through this deal and, and helped build it and uh and and, and they're being a part of it but it came into coming into the season you know i think we we're picked I uh, got seventh maybe in our league um, coming in, you know, Valley's a strong league, but like we picked seventh, I think we felt a little disrespected. Um, so as, as we have, we have a very tight um, connected uh, competitive group. So I think that kind of hit them in a certain way and they, and they worked their butts off and played together. And it, it's been a joy to work with this group. Um, 
they don't care who gets the attention. I keep telling people like, like how have you guys been successful there? And it's like, we've had tough dudes that compete and, and they, they care about one thing and that's winning and, and having fun together. They don't care who has gotten the attention. Um, who's gets, who scores the most points. And we had like six or seven different leading scores for our first 12 games. Like we just multiple guys that can step up and play. And uh, like I was talking to one of our guys yesterday about it, how, how, how unique it is, how we just, they all have a feeling for who's has it going that night. We and they try to feed them and then, and, and, and ride that guy that night. It's going to be, and each guy has a different night, but um, really fun, fun year. Um, and we, we got, you know, most of our core coming back next year. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a, Drake Bulldog and be around the Moines, and we just got to keep keep building that on that momentum. Um, I, his name's escaping me right now. Um, did you guys? Uh, I know you just recently had a, one of your more prominent players announce he was transferring. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Joe Yes, who decided he um, was going to um, enter the transfer portal. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously wish him all the best of luck. Hope he finds a good fit, and then uh, we just keep moving forward. You guys probably can't discuss it all, but was there any reasoning behind that at all? Um, you know, everyone has their own different reasons Thanks for going in the portal. I mean, right now there's close to 1300 kids in the portal right now. It's, you yeah. know, everyone's talking about it. Um, no, in the exact reasons I, I don't want to get into that, but like, he's, he's a great kid. I love working with him and then he'll, he'll find success wherever he goes. How's recruiting going right now for the uh, next season's team? Because, um, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. The you know, obviously the academic requirements at Drake are a lot higher than a lot of other places, which I don't know if the national media really is aware of that. Um, what's the team looking like in the recruiting landscape for next year, and how how difficult is it to recruit with the the more stringent academic requirements at Drake? Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 a little different than some places. You you got to it limits your pool of players a little bit. Um, so we, we've, we've done a great job with our guys have done a great job with it once they've been here of, um, of, of staying top of their school working and doing a great job. We, I know our department this year, I think I just heard set a record for GPA. Um, so they've just done a great job with it. It's, it's a little, you know, higher standards to get in, but like it helps, you know, helps you pinpoint recruits in that way. Um, it kind of limits your pool of who you can choose from, which, which, which that sometimes can help because there's can be too many guys you're looking for um, when you're going through the process. But, uh, but yeah, everything's looking good for, for next year. You know, the COVID deal, um, everyone gets an extra year. I don't know if you, if you know, like since because yep. of COVID, you know, we played our whole year, all those guys get an extra year um, to come back and all of our, all of our guys have so far decided to use that and they plan on coming back. So we have a really good core returning and uh, Great. a couple pieces. So it's, it's really exciting, and, and some guys have been through this thing the last three years are going to stick around and have one, maybe two more years, which is pretty incredible with this COVID deal. So we are excited about the the veterans we have coming back. We're an old group, which I think really helps us. It's, it's just an old veteran group that's been through it, experienced, and, and, and they're tough. They know what it takes to win. It's really exciting for uh, Central Iowans to see Drake have the success that they've had, and especially with the coaching staff we have now. And you know, the head coach leading the way is not—he's not one of those job hoppers. He stays where he's at for quite a while, and everybody's really hoping that we can keep that group intact there because anybody that's been around the Drake program and, and been around Des Moines quite a bit, you know, it's a unbelievably reputable academic institution but for basketball it's like 
you guys play in a beautiful arena. It's super intimate in there. Like anytime you take a recruit in there, you got to have an advantage with that because it's a great venue. And, you know, just hope that you guys can continue to build it and, and keep that core together because, you know, like we always said, it's like, God, you just, you, Drake has got it right there. You know, you got a hot, get a hotbed of talent in, in Des Moines. You're able to access the whole city of players right there. You're Des Moines team now. And I love the marketing plan that you guys are doing with that. Um, what do you see next season with uh, fan attendance coming in? Do you, especially with your success from last year, do you feel like ticket sales are going to shoot through the roof? You hope so. Um, yeah, but we, we've had great support here in the last three years. Obviously this year was unique with the COVID um, season that we didn't, weren't able to have an actual packed house, um, which would have been, it would have been neat, you know, being 18 and 0, one of the only teams left in the country undefeated ranked in the top 25, what some of those games would have been like. Um, that place would have been rocking. Like yeah. it'd have been wild. So you, you feel like you, we've missed out on that a little bit, but it's like, Hey, let's just, let's just go do it again. And, 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 and I think the city will show up and, and show out. And I know they've already started to sell some season tickets and have had success with that. Um, no, um, our athletic director, Brian Hart has done a great job of um, leading this department, uh, another local guy, um, a Des Moines guy. Um, so you got, you got guys here that care and including, you know, coach DeVries, the Iowa guy who, who tried to get this job twice, two times prior to, to, to finally getting it three years ago. Um, really? So it's, it's a guy who really wants the job, wants to be here. Um, you know, he's from the state, you know, from Appington Parkersburg. Um, so so he, he takes it personal. And, and then when he gets the job, he brings in three other Iowans and, and Coach Woodley, Coach Richter, and myself um, to be on the staff. So it's pretty cool. All of us guys, all of us guys don't take it personal. Um, you know, we're, we're Iowans, we're proud Iowans, and, and, and it's, it's a place we want to be and build. Um, I think Coach has shown that. So it's, 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 it's pretty cool to be a part of. I mean, you guys proved pretty quick that you can build a winner at Drake. Now, the the one thing that we're all hoping is that, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs in any program. But just hope that you guys can keep that core coaching staff together for a really long time and build some sustained success there because I know the city of Des Moines is just – on fire loving seeing drake basketball do well because like i said it's just i can't remember for how many decades i've heard like yeah, drake has what it takes like drake is a sleeping like i don't want to say giant but it, it could be like it really could be it could be a potential you know i always see it as a creighton of yeah. iowa you know that same level who says you can't be at some point, you know, knocking on the door to what a Gonzaga's done. No one, you know, 20 years ago thought Gonzaga would be what they are today. You get a consistent, good coach in a program, it doesn't matter. The Missouri Valley is a tough conference, you know. You come out of there, you're ready to compete, and, you know, so it's it's awesome. So we, we love seeing it. But speaking of being an Iowa guy, um, want hey, you to walk – One sec. On what you just said, yeah. though, it's really unique, and I want to share this, that, like, yeah, Coach Coach Vries, I think has that vision. He he spent twenty years at Creighton. Yeah, so he he knows Creighton. He knows in a, in a in a great city like Des Moines, Omaha, similar cities. Omaha's a little bigger, but there's similar um, big Midwest cities, um, private schools. So I think he he has that vision. And then the unique thing you mentioned, Gonzaga, our president Marty Martin came from Gonzaga, so he has that nice same feeling vision. It's like so it's unique that. You talk about two places that have done it um, at this mid-major level and, and have built something special. And I think we're hopefully on to something. We just got to, you know, keep building on it and keep the momentum, keep winning games and keep getting good people in here. 
How do we get our hands on a Drake NCAA tournament t-shirt, Coach? Because I want one. I know Jerry wants one. All my buddies I grew up from Des Moines want one. Do you know? Do we need to like go to the campus bookstore? Like, what's the best way? Because we want to rep our Bulldogs. Yeah, I think I think there were some on the bookstore. I don't know if they're they got sold out. If, if you guys have looked there, but I think there were some out there. Um, got flies. I don't, know, I don't know at the moment if they do or not. But uh, yeah, we appreciate any of the support rock around the city with the with the Drake Blue. It's awesome. Absolutely. Well, going back into, I want to find out with your recruiting process, you know, being an Iowa guy and, you know, you're a legacy player going into the University of Iowa. What was your recruiting process like? Were you ever considering going anywhere else? Like, was it even close? And and if you were considering anywhere else, what were the schools that were hot on your trail? Uh, yeah, it's probably pretty unique. Um, I really grew up in the program, which is um which was cool as a kid, you know, my dad being a former player, um, my mom was a cheerleader. My, my two sisters played sports, they're volleyball and soccer. So I was just always around Iowa athletics. I was, my house was 10 minutes away from campus. So like, um, it was just part of our, my childhood was going over the Iowa practices, going to Iowa games. Um, so I kind of always, it was my dream to play there. Like, um, this is how I, (laughs) this is how I was raised or if I just fell in love with it or what, but it just was. And then, um, so my recruiting process was probably pretty unique in that I don't know how hard they really had to sell it, but I, I was, cause I was always felt like I was just part of the program and coach Alford was, um, was there at the time when, I, uh, I was a freshman in high school and I had, I had taken a, uh, unofficial to Wisconsin, um, watched the game up there and was talking to a few other schools, but, uh, I knew deep down that, um, I wanted to be at Iowa and, and, and I had a great relationship with that with that staff from going on unofficial visits over to the campus and everything. And, and I was close to them and I felt really comfortable with it. Um, but then things happened, obviously, but I think my going into my senior year of high school, um, he left, goes to New Mexico and coach Licklider comes in and had a great relationship with them right off the bat, met with him and, and felt comfortable with um, staying with the program and staying with my commitment and, and wanted to, you know, still do, still go through with it and go and be a Hawkeye. And uh, um, so he then, and, and his son came and played um, on my high school team, which was really cool. We won a state championship. So it was, it was a unique uh, relationship in that way. And then was close with, with that staff as well. And then three years later, Coach McCaffrey comes in and uh, finished out my last two years with him. And uh, we're still very close to this day and uh, and, and had for all those their success. So a little unique, <laughs> almost played for, kind of played for three different coaches, you know, committing to one, playing yeah. for two years for one, and finishing two more with uh, another one. But uh but yeah, it was a little unique by recruitment. Then I, I was the one wanting to go to Iowa really bad from a young young age. So I uh, was, was thankful um, they gave me the opportunity to do it. And it was a great experience. You showed the true commitment of, of being a Hawkeye. It was like, you know, obviously, you know, no matter what changes were happening, you were like, this is where I want to be. And, you know, that's a great way to commit somewhere. You want to more so what people always say. And you tell me if I'm wrong, because you're a lot more of an expert than me. You commit. You should commit to the place, not the coach, because you don't necessarily know a lot of places that the coach is going to be there long term. So um, that that's really cool to see your loyalty um, to the University of Iowa and that you know never wavered. You stuck through it the whole entire time, especially when it was, you know, some leaner years uh, um, mm-hmm. under Coach Licklider. And I know that you know with you being close to coach, you know, obviously we don't want to be disrespectful at all, but um, that had to have been a tougher time for you as a player going through that. Um, fans, you know, are one bright spot during that time. 
uh, was you. A lot of your performances and your shooting performances out on the floor. Um, what what was it like going through those years with Coach Licklider, and how difficult was that to um, not be as successful as you'd hoped? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but I'm sure there was a lot of times I could have played better. Like I was, like I, I was part of the pro, I was part of the you know problem was losing, um, which was which was which was tough. Um, I think it wore on a lot of us. You know, and after my first year, a lot of guys left. Um, so it's tough, you know, some of your friends just decided, you know, kind of like now you see all these guys going in the portal, um, you know, some guys, just, you know, whether it's going close to home or different opportunities, um, you know, we weren't winning. So like usually people don't want to stick around. Um, and, but I just want to stick it out. You know, I, I, I love the fans. I love the people and, and I love the school. So it was, I wanted to stay there and, uh, and try to build, build on it, build something special. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, coach, coach Lick was, I thought it was a great coach. Um, just, just didn't work out. And, and then, you know, then coach Grant comes in and, uh, and he's still there. So it's just, just depends. It's just unique how, how some things work out and some don't, but yeah, both great coaches um, in this business. And then both obviously are still in this business, you know, um, doing their things. So, and, and at the end of the day, they're both great people. Um, Where's coach Licklider at now? I know he kind of resurfaced recently. I he's the head coach at, at Evansville in our league. So okay. I get to, see, get to see him a couple of times a year, which is pretty cool. Great. Well, that's awesome. I'm sure you enjoy that. Then that's that's pretty cool. With with living in Des Moines, what um tell us about about your family? Like, um, ha- have they enjoyed the experience of living in Des Moines? Like, what part of town are you living in? Like, what side of town? And what are some of your guys' favorite things to do in Des Moines? Oh, we love Des Moines. Um, my wife Erin is here, and we have a, a five year old son Nash and a two year old daughter uh, Noah. So we're our growing family loves it here. As you know, as you know, it's a great place, great community for for young families and, and of all people. It's it's just it's been great and it's growing and it's a lot going on. Um, you know, growing up only a couple hours away, I'd, I'd obviously been to Des Moines a lot. You know, but it's usually like to see a game or, or or play a game or something. So you don't really know the community that community that well, um, or go to the mall or something. Um, so it's been cool to kind of get immersed in the community and. Um, see what all that has to offer, which has been great for a young family. And we're, we're out in West Des Moines. So we love, we love it out there. A lot going on okay. and uh, just a, a great community that we were, we're really thankful to be a part of. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. You and your wife, you're going on a date Friday night. What restaurant are you going to? Boom. Let's hear it. <laughs> you're in the car. You're driving. She's like, honey, where do you want to go eat? And you're driving. You, you can go anywhere. Well, where are you going to go? What's your favorite? I'm probably going to say Jethro's and she's going to hit me because we've gone there enough. Um, <laughs> Jethro's is awesome. <laughs> um, man. Um, you know, we really like a pizza joint. Um, Scornavacas. It's, it's on the east yeah. side. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. I grew up on the south side. <laughs> so I was just going to say, yeah. if you ever got to the south side, I'm oh, I'm a big south side homer. Yeah. Like, I south and east side, they got all the good restaurants and no one really knows about oh. all, everyone on the west side. <laughs> Yes, like they're um, I, I, uh, visually we, when you pull up, they're not going to be the prettiest, but you get inside no. the doors and it's going to be that genuine good Italian food that can't yeah. be can't oh, be yeah. matched. Like I always tell people, Paisanos, Scornavacos, Burratas, those are like my three favorites. So, and Grazianos, if you want any like Italian food for home, bring the wife in there. It's like a little Italian market. They got the best freaking Italian meat and stuff and bread in the world. So I remember that you thank me later, man. And now That's they a, just, they just opened Scornavacas out in Waukee. And uh, okay. so Monday night for the, 
net, we we're gonna watch the national championship game and my wife's like let's get scoring and they were closed on monday night so she, she was oh. all mad <laughs> oh and they're uh, such a great family the people that own it are just such good people and so it makes you want to support them even more they're yeah you they're, love local stuff cool. yeah they're genuinely good hard working people and the food's freaking amazing so it, it, it's awesome that that's cool to hear um tell us a little bit about the ch your children um you know, growing up, you know, how, how is it in the house? So are they like straight up Drake Bulldogs? Or are they watching the Hawks and being Hawkeye yeah. fans too? Being in coaching, it's got to be tough because, you know, Matt, you, we all know you're a Hawk for life. Like you just are. You're one of um, a lot. Most of us consider one of the all-time great shooters in Iowa basketball history. But you're a Drake Bulldog right now. And that's okay. Like if you could be anything else, in my opinion, other than a Hawkeye, Drake Bulldogs right there. Like that's the second best, in my opinion. What's it like in your house watching the Hawkeyes? Um, you know, as a family rooting for the Hawkeyes, or are you like, eh, we're focused on the Bulldogs? No, um, no, my son's all about it. Like he's five now, so he's starting to like really figure out everything, cheering for teams. And, he, and he's like, I took him to school this morning. He had a blue zip, a blue top on Drake, Drake basketball. Like he loves it. Um, nice. So he's, yeah, he, and he knows like when the games are on and he's, um, so it's cool. That's really neat to be a part of. And, and no, he's, he's, um, figuring it out and has, and has such a big passion for it. Cause he, he loves it. And he loves, loves sports. Um, but he knows about the Hawkeyes too. It's cause like, you know, we'll, we'll throw the games on if we don't have anything going on and we're at home. And, uh, and obviously we're, we're, usually we're playing games as well, but if we're at home, um, or if I'm on the road, my wife will have the games on too. Cause she, you know, her and her family are Hawk fans too. Um, Along with obviously Bulldog fans now, but uh, yeah, so yeah, he he gets a taste of both, and he he knows um, that the two teams around he knows which ones the Hawkeyes or which ones the Bulldogs, and he's 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 all about it now. We're gonna be coming back to Des Moines, Matt, this year to support you guys and go to as many games as possible. So we're uh, if you see two middle-aged guys sitting out yeah. in the stands, Jerry and myself with our Nebraska Hawks nest gear on, just give us a wave, man. Let me know. Let me know. We'll get you guys set up here. So if you guys oh. come over here. All right. And I wanted to bring up too, so I don't forget, um, one of my favorite moments as a fan, uh, being a Hawkeye fan, uh, it was my first time ever going to um, an Iowa basketball game in Lincoln, um, your senior year. And there's a lot of transition happening with Fran's first year, but your senior year and um, a lot of optimism on where the program was going. Um you lit Nebraska up when you were there. I think it had to have been one of your better games. And I told you before you came on, like you took shots. I could not believe like you had to have the ultimate green light. Like there's not a chance in hell. I, I thought I was a really good shooter in high school growing up. I would have never even been able to get those shots off. And you were canon every single one of them. Uh, what do you remember about that game? And I know you don't remember coming out in the stands afterwards, taking a picture with us and, being super cool at the end of the game and celebrating with the fans. It was, it was pretty, pretty awesome experience as an Iowa fan for myself. You know, I remember, yeah, we were talking about before we came on here. Um, I remember, so that was the first year Nebraska was in our leagues. We hadn't obviously been over there ever. Um, it was the old, the old arena, not the new one, Pinnacle Band, uh, but the old one. Devaney. Um, Devaney, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of cool, a unique experience of being like one of the first ones to play over there, not knowing what it was like. And, uh, yeah, we so we got we got to win, and uh, like I said, um, you know when you have that green light, or you got it going. You know the, some of those shots are a little easier, knowing you're not going to get your butt pulled out of the game if you're taking a bad shot or something. So some of those are easier to make when you got that that green light going. But uh, but yeah, we you know that senior year started to get things um, really rolling. It kind of started 
the last game of the year before we had beaten Purdue at home in their ring six, I think with the, you know, Robbie Hummel, Johnson, mm-hmm. um, each one more really good group. Um, Chris Kramer. So was that, that was a really good group that we were able to knock off at home. And the really good, great fan support that came and just felt like after that, that year, it was kind of starting to change that off season was really starting to really get some momentum, you know, you're some positive things going on and, you know, add another a good, a good group coming in the next year, like with Aaron white, um, in that next class. Um, and so yeah, the next year was it was a lot of fun. You know, we were able to make the NIT, which was a big deal for us at the time. Um, yeah, and 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 make the postseason, get get did our basketball back in the postseason, and uh, and then you know, you know what they've done since then's been awesome too. So it's been a, it's fun to kind of be be a part of the start and uh, great staff that they have there, great people. Um, so it's always fun to see them you know continue that success. Um, from a coaching perspective, um, obviously we're going to have to keep this as pol- politically correct as possible because we don't want to make any headlines. But um, I, mo- almost every Hawkeye fan, you know, Luca Garza, the the greatest player to ever play at Iowa. I don't think anybody can really argue that. And such a great and even better person than a player. And um, father's a phenomenal guy, and he's just contributed endless endlessly to the university and to the basketball program. Um, the that everybody, all the fans are, I think were pretty disappointed. We weren't able to make it past the second round this year. And they saw a lot more um, success in the tournament ahead that, than we got. And a lot of us were hoping, Oh, maybe we see a Drake Iowa matchup coming up, you know, if they <laughs> both keep going. Um, what did you see out of that Iowa team that um, maybe was lacking that they weren't able to get past Oregon in that second round? Um. Yeah, I mean, a tough matchup. Um, Oregon was tough, but probably, like a lot of people talked about um, in the tournament, was like probably a you know underseeded team. You know, I feel like the whole Pac-12, obviously, I mean, like eleven seed UCLA uh, mm-hmm. goes to the Final Four. So like that whole league just seemed like they were underseeded. Um, even Oregon State, like over the twelve seed, maybe, and they you know they get yeah. deleted, whatever it was. Um, yeah. So probably a misseeded conference, and and they they ran into one. Like it's just. A lot of the times it's just the luck of the draw of the tournament's really amazing. Um and they've unfortunately had to run into some really good teams um in the last, you know, six, seven years, whatever it's been. Um yeah. Uh so it's tough. You know, it's in the second round, it's in the second round you're playing um a really good pack twelve team in Oregon, you know, just to even get the sweet sixteen. So it's I mean, you know, everyone you know, love to see them beat them, but it's a tough matchup, well coached, good good team. So it's just mm. you know, where other teams are playing maybe some lesser teams to, to get to the suite. It's just way the luck of the tournament, which is amazing. And then, you know, the unique thing too is like Oregon didn't play the game before, which mm. I told someone the other day, it's amazing. We got through this tournament and uh, only one game got canceled because of COVID and it kind of messed with the Hawks a little bit, you know, mm. you know, some could say at least the Hawks got their feet wet in the tournament where Oregon, you know, didn't, but you know, Oregon was probably a little fresher. And so it's a lot of different factors. Um, but the, the, you said we could have maybe played them, which was funny because um, in the hotel, we were in the same hotel. You know, I think there was four hotels there and we were in the same one. So I'd see some of the guys, the staff and stuff going around. And I, and, um, I had to add the Wichita scout and I was, I was starting to work on the Hawks in case we, we played them because we're going to play them maybe in two games as you know, yeah. the way the, scout, the scouting lines up. Um, so I started starting to give uh, – um some craft a couple of the staff members like just be ready i'm scouting you guys i'm ready to go um now i don't even think they'd realize that we could maybe play them in two games just because they're still figuring out who they're they're gonna play so it was, it was funny that first so round it would have been, been awesome it would have been awesome oh, man. it would have been great you know 
to us to even get to the, I think that had been the Sweet 16 at that point. Or yeah. Something. Uh, and then get to play Iowa would been really, really heck of a story. Oh my gosh. That one, the one thing that would have killed a lot of us is that we wouldn't have been able to be there for it. Yeah. And that yeah. would have been such a hard thing. Cause you know, like myself, I'm, I, I'm a Hawkeye, but I grew up, you know, Drake is right there and he always got a, a, such a love for Drake. And like, I would have had one hell of a time rooting for or against either team. Uh, it had been <laughs> tough, but the state of Iowa would have been on absolute fire if that would have happened. Um, Walk us through your first round game against the playing game against Wichita State because um, you, it did not look like the typical Drake team we were used to seeing for the first chunk of the game. And then you could tell it's just you guys clicked into a mode where it was like, okay, we're not losing this game. Like you just could tell that the players had just, you know, we're not playing well. We just aren't. We're not shooting well, but we're not going to lose this game. You could tell there was just a shift that happened. Can you walk us through what happened in that game? Yeah. And that's kind of been our mentality since we've been here. Like it's, it wasn't not always the prettiest, but like, um, our guys are just, they figure out a way to win. You know, they're, they're tough guys or competitive group. Um, just, just figure out a way to win. And that's kind of what that game was all about. It wasn't, wasn't pretty, especially the first half. Um, you know, I think we had like six points with like eight minutes to go in the half or something. Like yeah, it was, it, was crazy. it wasn't pretty. Like, Luckily, they were missing too, and then you know, it's just, it was there, you know, some bad offense or good defense on both sides. But uh, it was, it was, wasn't the prettiest of games. But like our, our competitive group just showed through, and we were. I remember one time out, coach was 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 talking to guys just in a confident way, like we were down, I think we were down ten or twelve, and it's like, guys, we've been here, we've been here this whole year, and it's just, and it's what our group has been about, just the resiliency to to, to, to bounce back. Um, and get through and figure out a way to win. Um, it just, I mean, it says a lot about our guys. Um, just, just a competitive, like throw the scouting reports out the window, like just go out there and compete and play hard and play together. And, and that's what showed it was too bad. Our, you know, our two of our, our all league guys were, were injured and weren't able to play, but they were, they were there. And then so our team's all about the next guy was stepping up, ready to go. Um, and, and then those guys were there cheering us on and every time out and every huddle and on the sidelines was, it was cool. Uh, one thing that I don't think a lot of people know about is uh, you have kind of, it seems like you have a pretty cool relationship with uh, Bruce Pearl at Auburn, uh, former Iowa assistant under Dr. Tom, and probably one of the most eccentric, entertaining people to listen to talk. Um, he's one of those guys when he speaks in a room, everybody's just like locked in. I don't know if, if anybody ever, if he ever recruited me, he could recruit me to like the University of like the Dumpster Fire. <laughs> and I would probably like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going like, he's such a charismatic dude and so electrifying to uh, just watch him talk. Tell us about your relationship with him throughout the years. And I believe he gave you one of your first opportunities in coaching. He did. Yeah. So, uh, I, I my last year of playing, um, uh, professional ball, I was playing in the, um, the, 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 the uh, G league, you know, back then it was called the D league here. And I was playing for the team here in Iowa, was Iowa energy. You know, it's Iowa yeah. wolves. I was actually playing for the head coach was coach Woodley, who then was an assistant here at Drake. Um, so it's it kind of a unique thing there, but after I had gotten hurt second game of the year, um, tore my knee up in the G league and I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, but I was keep playing rehab and keep playing or maybe move on to the next phase of my life. And I just, started to, you know, talk to my family and my wife and was like, Hey, let's give this coaching thing a try. Um, seems like the right time. We're starting to have a family. And, uh, so I reached out to some people in, in, you know, in the coaching business that I'd known and, and, and coach Pearl was, was obviously one of them. And he, um, he had been in Iowa back in the, 
late eighties, early nineties. Um, him and my dad had stayed, we're close, really close friends back then. Um, you know, coach Pearl, he told the story numerous times when I was down there coaching for him. He's one of the first guys that hold me when I was a baby. Um, so he's just like, like family. Um, and, they, and, and that's him and my dad, you know, just stayed in touch, you know, for the years he went to, you know, Southern Indiana as a head coach then Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Tennessee. And my dad always would go watch games and, and, and follow him and stay in touch. And then, um, you know, the, the time came that I was <laughs> looking to maybe get in the business and, uh, one of my first calls and he was really, really receptive right off the bat. Like, and it was like trying to like almost sell me on Auburn and like, Hey, come on down here and do it. We, we have an opening. We'd love to have you. And, uh, just was really thankful for that. Um, and then like, you know how he, he can by selling things. So he was selling yeah. me on, I was like, I'm, I'm sold. Like I want to go, I can't wait to get down there. And so, uh, I was really thankful for the opportunity to, to, to work for him for the year. Um, we had a ton of success that year. We won the, won the regular season title for the first time in like 20 years, we made the NCAA tournament. Um, so it was a really, really fun group, um, to be around and, and, and be a part of history there. Um, you know, he's, he, he has a really big heart, which probably, I don't know, people always see like his just, um, he's very charismatic and, and, and loud, but he just has a huge heart. Um, so he's, it was just, it was just cool to be around him and, and was thankful for the opportunity and, and learned a lot. Um, but you're right. Like he, he's, he's got the energy and it's, it's, it's through the roof. So it's, it's, it's really impressive to see, you know, his, his pregame talks, postgame talks, everything, halftime talk, everything with the team practices, it's it's on and it's and, 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 and it's impressive to be around and and and, and then try to learn from. He's got a, like a, a nickname for you, doesn't he? I think I read was it like Boss something like that for me? Yeah. Uh, well, like he he called my dad Gator. He might have called me Gator too. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Did you say, I can't. Did you say something like that? Yeah, yeah. Point? Like some he had a, a nickname for you, and he held when he held you in the hospital, called you that for the first time, oh, and then maybe yeah. Okay. All right. I just had to had to follow up on that. For the Midwesterners that don't know a ton about what it's like to work for uh, an, an SEC institution, when you're on the basketball staff at Auburn, you know, Auburn's a football school and, you know, most people know that. And uh, what was it like to be on the basketball staff at Auburn? Is that, you know, the basketball, do the, do the fans and the students and, you know, the Auburn community, do they get really jacked up for you know, the Tiger tiger basketball or is it more of a you know definitely distant secondary to football well yeah i mean football is always king down there but but in, in all those schools but we we had tremendous support the arena was rocking like it's called that they call it the jungle now and it still is it's 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 a smaller arena it's probably 11 or twelve thousand, um maybe even smaller than that but it's a really nice arena and everyone's just on top of you um they had really really started to kind of change basketball and, and, and the momentum was going right, right before I got there. Then our year just really put it through um, when we won the league and we were, we were like, we started the season 18 and one or something um, had a really good, you just got a ton of momentum and the fan support was awesome. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to be around. I mean, the, in the football season that year um, they won the iron bowl against Alabama, they beat Georgia so they, and they had a really good um, football season as well. So it was cool to go to those games and be a part of that. Um, and yeah. I, 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 like incredible support and fan support down there. Um, for both sports, so it was, it, was, it was neat to see and be part of the SEC. Do they ever let the War Eagle fly across the basketball arena like they do? In football? <laughs> no, but it's cool. To, it's cool to see that at the football games. Um, it, it, it fly around the stadium. It's not always. And I've heard some funny stories about um, like it's gone off and the, it's left the stadium and it comes back a little later. But every time <laughs> I was there, it was pretty like 
they had an easy route and it did it correctly. Or I've heard it like running into the press box and things like that. But it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's really cool to see. Like um, the fans go nuts for it. It's it's the the pageantry and the traditions in the SEC are, are unlike anything. It's 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 really neat. The one thing that I always, you know, this is I'm a marketing nut and i think of weird stuff like this but i'm like why would you ever like even be called the auburn tigers like why wouldn't you just be the like auburn war eagles like that's the sickest name in the world and that mascot has so much more meaning than the tigers dude yeah did you ever hear anyone ever say anything like that down there is that just something weird i thought up in my head yeah um no i mean everyone you know says war eagle wherever you go um when you have the logo on but uh it's funny, my dad. Like early on, my dad had like text me like "Go War Eagles," and I'm like, "That's not why you say it. Like, it's <laughs> go Tigers or you say War Eagle." Um, um, so it's funny. Um, yeah, and the saying "War Eagle." I remember while we were down there, it's they don't even know like where that came from. There's like three different history stories of what it means and where it came from. Like, then no one really can get, agree on it, which is kind of unique. Mm. But uh, it's cool, you know. And then like all the you know World Tide, all those different places have their own sayings. It's 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 pretty cool. With um, a former Drake Bulldog, Liam Robbins, leaving the University of Minnesota, do you guys um, still have any contact with him once he's moved on? I, I know even if you knew where he would potentially be going, you can't tell us, but um, do you guys still have any contact with him? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything on that one. He's in the portal and uh, wish him all the luck. Um, yeah, and he, he, okay. And he's a good kid, so you know, I hope. I hope. Hopefully he finds really some good success, and he, he had a great year up there, obviously. So he'll be fine. He has turned into one hell of a basketball player. Like talk about the the growth and the maturity of how much he's improved over his last few years. Like he is a great player, and I'm I, you know I'm I'm hoping he ends up somewhere well where he can showcase his talents because at the rate that he's improved, it's it's been a pretty awesome awesome thing to see. And you know that you guys were able to help get him on that trajectory. Um, moving up to where he is now. So um, that's been pretty cool, but it's been awesome talking to you. I want to, I don't know if I want to call you coach or Matt or what, but uh, we really appreciate it. And, you know, appreciate all your time as a Hawkeye and I've loved watching you on the sidelines at Drake and really hope that you guys have continued success and have, you know, another great year Win the Missouri Valley next year, get in at least the second round we're hoping for. And, but, you know, we're just excited to see Drake basketball, up and you know playing at a high level and it, it's awesome for central iowa so you know thanks for bringing some excitement back to the capital city of iowa really appreciate it you know we're, we're you know my family and i are we're, we're happy to be here it's it's, it's an awesome community and, and university and, and and this program is great to be a part of um we're excited about what we're, we're continuing to build um we're excited about what we've done but we've, we're really excited about where, where we're still going on with this thing so Really appreciate you having me on and, and, you know, wanting to talk Drake basketball. So it's, it's, you know, thanks for, thanks for doing that. Hey, nothing but the best to you and your family. Hope you guys continue to enjoy that, that delicious Des Moines cuisine and live, <laughs> live in it. Like Des Moines such a better city now than it was when I grew up there. I wouldn't have ever left if it was this cool now. Like I couldn't wait to get out. I'm like, all right, I'm moving somewhere else. <laughs> and I end up in Nebraska of all places. So right. what the hell, you know, whatever, but it's a great city. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. And, uh, you know, continue, continued success to the Bulldogs. And, and thanks again for coming on, Matt. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks a All lot. Right. All right, we'll see you.